0: Here is a question, a question that comes from Israel. My name is Benjamin, I live in Israel. I see Americans and Israelis and many Americans that made aliyah to Israel, teenagers who are at risk from all three different groups, Israelis, Americans, and Americans who moved to Israel. I think there are many differences in all of these groups, but I see that they have one thing in common. They are victims of abuse, molestation, molestation etc. Judaism for them is torture, every single day all they hear is prohibitions against internet army nobody is really addressing this problem what is your opinion thank you binyamin for bringing this up uh, you're touching on a very uh, a very serious issue and i think there's something very important to understand here and that is that uh, abuse is a major major cause of ki- most kids at risk and um, um, I have, uh, I have spoken to many uh, activists and professionals who deal with this uh, extremely often. And they have told me that uh, 80% or some say 90% of kids at risk have at some point been victims of serious trauma. Most... Sexual trauma, sexual abuse. And this is the source of their emotional and spiritual breakdown. I remember I was once sitting at a meeting that was convened in Flatbush in Brooklyn, New York, by many activists. You had there from Aguda, you had from Toro Misora, you had from other schools, from other organizations, people who have different homes and different institutions to help teens at risk. Maybe around 15 people were sitting, all heavily involved, some of them for many years. And at some point I turned to them, I turned to a few of them and I said, you have seen two, three hundred children, you have seen five hundred children, you have dealt with a thousand children as a psychiatrist or as a social worker, as a counselor, as a mentor, as a rabbi, whatever it is, a rabbi. So tell me, how much there was somebody sitting there, I remember somebody sitting there who had a home, He he made a special home for these kids, and he's seen hundreds of kids over years. I said, how many percent of these children who are at risk, who have abandoned their families, have left their homes, many of them have become addicted to destructive substances, uh, have abandoned Judaism and so forth, how many of them have been molested, sexually molested? I have to tell you, I was shocked. One of them said 95% of the kids he knew. The other one said 90%. And somebody said he thinks it's more like 85%. And then one more said 99%. Now, this is not a professional scientific statistic. It could be somewhat exaggerated, but we're dealing here with major numbers. Generally speaking, many children, Who have been abused and experienced trauma as youngsters. They hold it in for many years and then it explodes and they can't function. As ordinary human beings. The pain is so devastating. And that's why the issue, although it's not our issue tonight, but the issue of molestation and abuse is one of the most important issues that have to be discussed today. Because people who don't know, don't know. Thank God, may they never know. The damage that this can do to innocent and beautiful souls is exceptionally painful and profound. Now, it's not only sexual abuse, but the fact is that a significant majority, I would say it's very fair and accurate to say 80% of teens at risk are victims of trauma. Most of them, sexual trauma. But there's other kinds of severe emotional trauma or psychological disorder. For example, physical abuse, verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is very serious. Learning disabilities... A child who goes through the system of schools and yeshivas for 10, 15, 20 years and can't succeed. He can't succeed. He he or she was not given the tools and the resources, the academic tools, the professional tools or the social skills, whatever, to be able to succeed. This is a very painful situation. Then you have depression, you have anxiety, you have OCD, you have BPD, you have bipolar, you have other forms of mental illness, you have severe fighting at home. child who grows up at a home with this terrible fighting, hollering, insults, uh, animosity, hatred, that's a form of abuse. You have a dysfunctional family, you have a parent who has a very serious struggle, a very serious illness. These are children who grow up in very difficult situations, and the first thing we have to know is we must be attentive. We have to be very sensitive, and we have to be attuned to what is going on in these uh, in these people's lives. There are kids who have abandoned Judaism, and many of their lives are at risk, and um, they have they have serious learning disabilities, or ADD, or ADHD, or ODD, or all the good words that we know about, and there's no doubt that it's a significant trauma to try to make it through our beautiful, yet often rigid school system, with any of these challenges, and any of these uh, setbacks. Many, many of the youth who abandon Judaism completely, and go to the other extreme, are doing it completely as a result of tremendous pain. We often look at them and we say, oh, whew, these are bad kids. These are rotten apples. Why would they want to aggravate their parents so badly? But the truth is, a, not all of them, but a very large majority of what we call today Teens at risk or off the derech who really abandon everything they have grown up with, or at least a lot of what they've grown up with. And some of them go not just away, but they go to other extremes. I could tell you from personal experience and from conversations with many professionals in this field that I have had over the years who say unequivocally, That a very large majority of them are simply acting out of terrible pain. They feel like losers, they feel hopeless, they feel their lives have no meaning. And they're doing anything to be able to sustain themselves in some way that gives them at least a delusional sense of comfort or happiness. And I think the reason we have to understand it is because if we don't address the cause and we don't understand what these kids are going through, there's not even a hope that we can get them back to their families and get uh, get them back to Yiddishkeit. I'm going to tell you a little story. And the story I heard, I know it from the person himself. I spent a whole day, a seminar, with my dear friend Avi Fishoff, who in 2003 opened up what's called Home Sweet Home for youngsters between 16 and 21 who were, as you say, off the derech, who've left their homes and left Judaism and left their religion and so on and so forth. And he did a whole day seminar. I met there dozens of parents, uh, rabbis, educators, uh, some therapists It was eye-opening and it was fascinating. Here's a story, a 19-year-old boy, Moshe, he begins to self-destruct, he goes off the deep end, he leaves Judaism from a brilliant yeshiva boy, he becomes completely, leaves Yiddish guy, he's staying up all night, sleeping all day, after two years of living in purgatory, his parents come to meet Avi Fischer, who deals with this continuously and by the way is a great resource and has helped many, many families and many, many teenagers and is a good friend and I say this objectively at this point, the parents had no relationship with him. He would come home, he would lock himself up in the room all the time. he was completely disconnected from Judaism, from his family, from everybody um, uh, and the parents decided to take an approach which uh, Avi developed known as twisted parenting, which basically focuses on developing very close relationships with each one of these children, not rebuking them or arguing with them or trying to fix them, but acknowledging that they have been broken because most of them have been through trauma in their life, especially abuse or molestation, and therefore there's no hope even in beginning to help them reclaim a healthy life without showing them that you're there for them, that you care for them, you can embrace them, and you go down into the abyss with them. And this is what they did. One night, Moishi's mother hears noise downstairs in the middle of the night. She goes downstairs and she sees her son, Moishi, very distraught. She asks him what's wrong. He tells her he's not been sleeping properly for the past three nights. He has bad dreams. She makes him a sleepy time tea. She sits and talks with him. Now they already have a good relationship because she's on this path of twisted parenting. She calms him down. After an hour, after half an hour, she goes to bed. She takes him to his bed. She tucks him in with a hug and a kiss. She goes to sleep. She was so tired, she immediately falls asleep. She wakes up in the morning. Her son is sleeping next to her in her bed. He's 22 years old. He's six feet tall. He's 250 pounds. But he's a baby who needs to climb into his mother's bed to feel calm and secure enough to fall asleep. I want to tell everybody, a child who more or less had a functional upbringing and a wholesome and happy life will really go to the other extreme to the point of abandoning his parents and his family and his close friends and his community. It's usually as a result of trauma.